as uh, we are in the series, the 11th commandment, um, uh, you would not have thought if they didn't come uh, to see how we think that our faith is easy. You know, nobody is stopping you from worshiping God. Uh, but that is not the case, even in our in in our church. You heard last week from one of our church members who is a secret Christian because their husband and families are not. And you have like Rita, whose husband is a Hindu, but living out her faith. So faith is not bubbly and all nice and it's a fanciful living a fantastic fantasy life. It's a challenge. And that's the reason why I say that every time we come here on Sunday morning and we worship God and we look at the Word of God, we want to look inside us and to see where we are. This is honesty time. You're not coming here to do a checkbox. Oh, I went to church today and I'm good. Today we want to look at the Gentile Pentecost. You have heard about the Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. There's something powerful that happened that changed the history of the world. And I, I want to talk about that today. The first question that I want to start with is, how many of you remember your baptism? Yeah. All right. And why did you get baptized? What was the reason for your baptism? I want that question to be working in us today as we look at the Word of God. Because while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon those who heard the Word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. Did you hear that? The word? Astonished. As many as came with Peter because... The gift of the Holy Spirit has been poured on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnifying God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that this should be ba- that this should be should not be baptized, who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord, the circumcision who believe were baptized because the Holy Spirit fell upon the Gentile. This is the first time in the history of the faith that the Holy Spirit fell on the Gentile and they were astonished. Why were they astonished? This is the Gentile Pentecost. This is the Gentile Pentecost. The coming of the Holy Spirit outside God's people. And I'm praying today the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. All of us here. And when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon us, come upon us, I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to feel like weird. But I want you to feel that it's a natural, natural thing that you commune with the Holy Spirit. And when the Spirit of the Lord comes, there may be different expression that happens within the congregation. We have heard and read in the Scripture that when the Spirit of the God came, the place was shaken. People were speaking in different tongues. 
We are open to all those things in this church. In fact, it would be a tragedy if we never experience the true power of the Holy Spirit when we are living here on earth as a Christian and go to heaven. That would be something very tragic. If we do not truly encounter God in a real way and feel place shaken and feel our lives shaken by the power of the Holy Spirit and feel the resurrection power of Jesus Christ and never experience those things and just get to heaven because we believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He died for our sins, He was buried, He rose again on the third day, and He is coming back to receive me in His glory because I believe that He is the Son of God. And you just get by that. You just sneak in. You just sneak in because of that faith and never, never truly, truly experience the power of His resurrection and the gifts of the Holy Spirit functioning and working within us. That would be a tragedy. That would be a tragedy, my friend. That would be very tragic. And I'm praying the Spirit of God to move. I don't know what it would look like, but I'm praying that the place would be shaken. Where you ship, where where you are sitting would be shaken. Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. It wasn't Google or Apple or Samsung that uh, invented tablets. It was there a long time ago. I don't know who had the copyright, but God should get the copyright on tablets. We want to create a culture in our church, right? We want to create a culture in our church that shares the gospel, primarily the good news of the Lord. Are you with me? So we want to do a culture audit today. We want to do a culture audit today in our church, Santa Clara First Baptist Church. This is our culture audit, the gospel culture. Are we sharing the gospel to other people? Every year, every year, at the end of the year, we we did audit. We faithfully do financial audit. Did this church do financial audit? How much did we spend? We collect receipts. If... If pastors spend money, I have to give a receipt to the office to prove that I have used that money for the right thing, right? So we diligently do audit, financial audit. What about spiritual audit? When did we last do a spiritual audit? When did we do a gospel audit? When did we do gospel audit? We want to do it now. We want to do it now. Because one of our goals for this year is sharing the gospel, that each one of us will share the gospel to somebody. I do not want that to be a burden, but it should be a joy. Because when sharing the gospel become our culture, then it is not a burden. It is something that God wants us to naturally do because we are baptized in His name and we have the power of His resurrection. Right? So some of you came to me this week, that Pastor, I have two names already that I'm praying. Hallelujah. He is going to pray for these two persons for the whole year that they will come to know uh, the Lord Jesus Christ in their own way. We don't know how that's going to happen, but God will put things together to make it happen. How many of you have a name already? 
because that's our goal this year. Yes, I see the yes, yes. Let us know that names because I want to pray with you. How many of you shared the gospel in the past three weeks? To anybody? Well, one of you. Oh, can you let us know? We want to know that because we want to make this a culture. Sharing the good news to other people in our church. In our church. Our goal and vision for 2017-18. Because our ministry year begins September. Okay? So this is the first month. We are in the third week. A church that is great in sharing the gospel. Second one, a church that is great in sharing the faith and changing lives. So this year, we want to have 15 conversions. Our goal is that our church will be able to reach 15 new people that have never heard the gospel and we can hear their testimony here or be presented to the church. What's the number? 15. Should we have more or 15 is okay? We should have more? All right. What should be the number? Because before you say anything... Pastor is not going to be the one doing that work, okay? It is going to be you, so I want you to say things and say carefully. Right? You say 100 and the pastor, now you go do the work. No, it's the other way around. I equip you to do the work. That's my job. You are supposed to do the sharing. You are supposed to go and talk to other people, make friends, and make new connections. So 15 new converts and then 15 baptism. Okay? That's what we're going to do. Next Sunday, we're going to let you know how we did last year. We had goals, and then I'll tie it from uh, even the, the, uh, the preceding years. And we'll, how many people have we reached? How many people have been saved? Now, this celebration Sunday, this celebration Sunday is to count the blessing of what God has done for us the whole year. Because our ministry year begins from September and ends in August. So, please invite somebody to come this Sunday. If we want them to know what God has done. It's about our church. So you look around here today, and people that didn't come, that you will call them to come next Sunday. You will write an email to do an email to invite them to come next Sunday. Send a text to your friend to come next Sunday. Snapchat with your friends to come next Sunday. Youth, can you bring somebody next Sunday? Older people, can you call someone next Sunday? Friends that are not here and let them know it's a celebration Sunday, an international feast. Why are we doing this? Because we kind of, this month, we wanted to reach about 900 people in this month that we can worship together. Okay? Now, do you know in the past two weeks how many, how, much of, how many numbers we might have? Any guess? So if our goal is 900, we want to reach 900 people to worship together. Do you think where are we at in two weeks? Huh? Any guess? Not yet, okay? So the past two Sundays... So we have reached 395 people. In order to make it to 900, if you add this Sunday, and then the next, we got to make it by next Sunday. So my task for you, as the leader of the church, 
And what God expects me to do, my task that I'm going to give you for next week is, when you go home today, you're going to call, send an email, send a text, a Snapchat, Facebook invite, whatever, one person, one person. If each of you bring and reach one person, then we'll be able to reach 900 people in a month. Right? That is our goal. We have a goal. Now, actually, each month, we have to reach 971 people. That is our goal. That each month, we reach 971 people that we worship and fellowship with them. What was the number? And who is supposed to do the work? You guys, right? Thank you, thank you. I like that. So creating a culture of sharing the gospel and sharing our faith. Why do we do this? You know, we're doing culture audit. That you are not coming here because of your habitual culture. This is not your habitual behavior that you get up each morning without even thinking. Right? You get up Sunday morning without even thinking. Brush, shower, eat, and then you find yourself here in the church. Because it's a habit. Do you remember your baptism? Baptism is dying with Christ and dying to sin. Romans chapter 6, we read that in the beginning. Baptism is rising with Christ in His resurrection. Baptism is living with Christ in the power of His resurrection. Are you doing that? Are you doing that? Not only that, baptism is an act of entering into a community, God's community. So baptism is not about you. There is bigger implications. And I want to talk about that today. And uh, we, uh, I read from Acts chapter 10. And we find the story of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. And who is Cornelius? Cornelius is a centurion. Okay? Cornelius is a centurion of Italian regiment. And uh, he is known for... His uh, devout life, he feared God, and he gave alms and prayed regularly, not just himself, with his family, with his family. So this centurion, Italian, not a Jew, prays to the Lord God of Abraham. He gives generously other people, and he prays always with his family, centurion. He is a centurion because he commands a soldier of hundred, hundred soldiers. Is one of the elite group here. Okay, he has power. This guy. I want to look at this story. When you look at this story, we find that it was because of this that the faith of Cornelius found favor with God. Because he feared the God of Abraham, he found favor with God. The generosity of Cornelius reminds God of his covenant with Abraham. Can you imagine this? I want you to stay with me. This is so powerful. The prayer of Cornelius activated God's blessing to the nations. Okay, so in Genesis, in Genesis, in Genesis chapter 12, in Genesis 17, in Genesis 22, but actually in Genesis chapter 12, God said in verse 3, I will bless those who blessed you. You will be a blessing to all nations. That's the blessing that God promised in covenant with Abraham when God called Abraham. Long time ago. Long time ago, right? 
that through you all nations, the Greek word nation is ethno, which is Gentile. Okay? Then when you say all the nations means all the Gentiles nation will be blessed through you. He made that a covenant with Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 when God called him. Now thousands of years later, what God has promised, what God has promised to Abraham, are you ready? Was triggered, was triggered, and he remembered that covenant because of whom? Cornelius. Because of Cornelius, because of Cornelius, the centurion, the Italian regiment, because he prayed to God, he gave generously out of people, and he feared God, so God remembered the covenant he made with Abraham because of the faith of Cornelius. And the Bible say here, I will bless those who bless you, I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Covenant, bride. In Acts chapter 10, your prayers, your arms has come up for a memorial before God. What is that memorial? It's the remembrance of the covenant that he made with Abraham. Because of whom? Cornelius. A centurion. Not a Jew. A Gentile. People outside. It seems like God has something with the centurion thing, okay? Let me talk. Uh, 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 let's go back. Did he do only in the New Testament? No, look at Naaman, the commander. He was bridging nations. So Naaman is a Syrian commander. And the Syrian king respects and honors Naaman, okay? Now, when we, I heard about Naaman when I was in Sunday school. What I heard is that Naaman had leprosy. And he had to go into River Jordan and had to deep to cleanse his leprosy. But what I didn't hear was that Raymond, Naaman was respected and honored by the king of Syria. And the Lord God has given victory to Syria because of Naaman. Whoa, I didn't hear that before. The Lord God gave victory to Naaman uh, and he was known as a mighty man of valor. Second Kings, chapter 5. But what did Laman have? Laman had leprosy. He is a leper. There is a story within the story here. Now, Naaman had a servant, a servant who was an Israelite. So she came to say to him, hey, if you only go to our prophet in Samaria... By the way, that prophet was Elisha. You will be healed. Okay? And what did Naaman do? Okay, I'm going to go. So he wrote, he told the king, the Syrian king, he said, I want to go to Israel and meet this prophet so he can heal me from leprosy. What did the king do? The king wrote, the Syrian king wrote a letter to the king of Israel. And this is very uh, dramatic and it's like a comedy to me. Okay, the response of the Israelite king. When he got the letter and the king wrote, I'm sending Naaman to you so he can be healed from leprosy. Do you know how the king of Israel responded? He tore his clothes. He tore his clothes when he received the letter. He said, am I God? Can I kill and can I make a life? Yeah, you're not God, no. Can you kill? Yes. Can you make a life? No. Right? But he tore his clothes. I'm not God. I can't heal Naaman. 
He was so afraid because he thought this was a pretext that Naaman is going to come and conquer Israel. Well, he came, and Naaman on the other side, he took lots of gifts, and he was expecting a red carpet welcome from Elisha. And when he got there, Elisha did not even open the door. In fact, he didn't even go out. He told the servant, go to the river Jordan and dip there seven times. Seven times. Right? Dip there seven times. Baptism means to dip. Baptizo means to dip. That's why we read, when you are baptized, you go under the water, you are buried with Christ. When you raise, you raise with Christ. That's why we do baptism. Immersing in the water. This is a baptism. Very, such a drama for a baptism. And then Naaman said, he was so furious and angry that Elisha didn't even come out. He said, what, why should I go to the river Jordan? Are you telling me that the river, the water in river Jordan is better than the river in Damascus? We have river, better rivers in Damascus. I'm going to go back to Damascus. What happened? The servant girl came again and said, I think you should do what the prophet tells you so you can be healed. So he went to River Jordan and he dipped seven times and his skin became like a skin of a baby. That's just like a story, right? A wonderful story, but it is not. In the baptism of Naaman, he was bridging two nations, Israel and Gentile. Baptism is not about you. It's an, act of, it's an act of obedience to God to bridge nations and culture. And it comes from having faith in the God of Abraham and to choose to follow him. This is the world culture and the kingdom culture. When you get baptized, you might just be the one that change a community, a nation, or ethnic people group. Baptism is not so much about you. I know it's about you, but it's always about community. Baptism opened the doors to go into a community, a family of God. That's why it says in Corinthians, we drink one spirit. I was driving by, and I came to a liquor store, and there was this hill sign. And it says, uh, according to chemistry, uh, a spirit is a solution. I'm like, wow, so smart, you know? I mean, <laughs> according to chemistry, spirit is a solution. I had to take, I had to take two seconds look, you know? Wow, very smart. But here, what we're talking here is not that spirit, not that chemical solution spirit. I'm talking about drinking the Holy Spirit. One whole, we drink one spirit that can bridge a nation through your baptism. Are we getting there? Why this is important? You have to stay with me. And Christ was saying to the centurion again in Matthew 8, 8. Because centurion came, her servant was sick, and he said, he came, You're, uh, I'm not worthy. 
You don't, have, you don't have to come to my house, Lord Jesus. You know, don't come. All you have to do is just say the word and the servant will be healed. Why does he take liking to this centurion? There's so many centurions. It was the centurion who proclaimed that Jesus was Messiah on the cross. First confession of faith was by a centurion on the cross. It's about power. It's about kingdom power and the world power. The washing and healing of Naaman is an act of faith. It's an act of obedience. It's an act of entering into God's community. God's compassion is uh, to not bound to a nation and boundaries. His compassion is beyond borders and language and culture. And baptism is a language that is beyond border, beyond language. People can understand baptism. It's a culture that you create that people without speaking English, can come into this sanctuary this morning and can't understand the language of baptism because it is beyond border. It bridges people together. It opens the door to come into a community. Indeed, I now know there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now, therefore, please take a gift from your servant. This is the confession of faith of Naaman after he got baptized and he was cleansed. He said, there is no God like the God in Israel. A Syrian commander worshiping the God of Israel. Bridging two nations when enemy becomes friends because of God. Baptism is an act of faith. Baptism is an act of obedience. Baptism is an act of entering the community. It is powerful. It is powerful. It is immersing in faith and emerging in power. It is immersing to die and emerging to live. It is immersing self and emerging with Christ. That is baptism. That is baptism. Do you know, do you know that when you get baptized, you're baptized from natural into unnatural? It takes a person from natural to unnatural. What is natural? It's natural for us to breathe air. It's natural for us to breathe air. But where does God take us? He takes us to water, which is unnatural. He takes us from air to water. And in the, in the split moment, in that moment, a second or 30 seconds or 60 seconds, in that moment when we get into the water, what ceased? Our life ceased. We cease to breathe. Momentarily, our ego, everything that we have earned or learned, when we go into the water, all those things cease for that moment. We died for a moment because we went from natural to unnatural. Just as the baby was in the womb, where the womb was covered with water, the baby is in the water. And when the water broke, when the water broke, then the baby comes out and breathes air. We go from natural things that we know that we're comfortable, and God takes us to the water which is unnatural. And when we rise from it, we rise in His power. Do you know that Christ was never without a water? Christ was never without a water. He is the spring of life, He gives water. And we got to trust Christ from a natural breathing air to go to the water which is unnatural. We have to come up of the spiritual womb in the water. 
dying with Christ and go out and breathe and give life. This is a spiritual womb. This sanctuary is a spiritual womb. You are in the womb. You are in the water with Christ. The moment you open the door and go out, you have to breathe here. And you have to give the power and life of Christ to other people. That is baptism. It's bringing people together. It's bringing nations together. You might just be the one. You might be the Cornelius. You might be the Naaman that changed a nation and then changed a family. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. And as they come, I want to share this thing. You know, baptism by fire and water in the Old Testament. And it was written in 1 Corinthians 10, 1 to 2. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. You see the picture? That the clouds led them by day. Fire by night. But they all went through the dry land in Red Sea. God opened the door, split the water. And Paul's describing here. All of them went to the baptism of the cloud and the water. When they crossed the river, when they walked on that land, the miracle of God, he was talking about the baptism. From where? From slavery to freedom. Baptism is from slavery to freedom. Can we stand together? You know, baptism by the Holy Spirit and fire. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And I want us to worship a little bit. Um, actually, Sharon, you know, can I ask you that we can uh, sing that the last song, that Holy Holy that we sang when we were worshiping? Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Let's add that song and ask the Spirit of God to come and move. That we remember our baptism just like walking in the cloud, going through the river and then we'll sing more song let's worship God let the spirit of the Lord come upon us today let the spirit move you lead us lead us anoint worship anoint Sharon Lord